You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat. The ball is free. Denver's got a touchdown, Denver. Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Happy Thursday, everybody, from over here at Locked On Broncos. This is your host, Cody Rourke. Tonight's show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the best premier sports book out there for betting and fantasy sports as well. So, uh, obviously, a lot of fun things to talk about on tonight's show. I was pretty fired up. If you follow me on Twitter, I I posted something saying that today's pod is going to be a great one because I talk about some things that make me pretty upset or make me mad in terms of just seeing what we're seeing on uh, the internet regarding the Denver Broncos and just some, you know, I, I get people have opinions, but man, sometimes opinions really irk you. So, we'll talk about that, obviously. Um, but I hope you guys really enjoyed yesterday's episode with Ryan Tracy and Chris Clark over there at Locked On Chiefs. We had a very good discussion. I had a lot of fun, some laughs, uh, just some some sympathy, some agonizing of the pain that we're currently going through as Denver Broncos fans. But uh, just a, a great perspective hearing uh, you know what we could expect from the Kansas City Chiefs Week 17 from an objective point of things from uh, some two great guys that cover the Chiefs. I, I really respect Ryan and Chris and what they have going on over there. And uh, they're definitely one of the fun guests that I've had here on Locked On Broncos. But, uh, you know, we're, we're brainstorming a way to do a, a monthly AFC West crossover show with, you know, myself, Ryan, uh, Chris, and Matthew Stanley over there at Locked On Chargers. Hopefully, going to get everybody in the AFC West on a one podcast and and talking about the state of things as the offseason approaches, coaching changes, players going somewhere else, free agency, the draft coming up. That just bodes a lot of great discussions for a very fun podcast. So I hope you guys all enjoy the crossover show. I really had fun doing it. Now we look forward to Paxton Lynch versus. Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. You know, the Chiefs really have nothing to play for, sitting at the four seed, locked up. The Broncos just playing for pride now. We want to come out and try to get a win, but Adam Schefter made something very interesting. He noted that possibly this is probably going to be the last time we see Paxton Lynch in a Broncos uniform, and I'd almost hazard a guess and say I think he's correct because at this point we've seen in Paxton Lynch's minimal starts. We've seen that he's injury prone. We've seen that he couldn't beat out a seventh rounder in, in Trevor Simeon, and you know, now Brock Osweiler is now getting benched in favor of having Paxton Lynch uh, start the Week 17 regular season finale. And, and right now, we, you know, we really got to talk about in this episode what we can expect in the offseason. A lot of scary thoughts, and I'm kind of going to go over that in, in one of our segments today. We're going to analyze the free agency complex of the Denver Broncos, which guys are going to be restricted, unrestricted, or, you know, they're going to have exclusive rights tenders uh, thrown their way. Some key guys uh, the Denver Broncos may have to part away from in, in order to present cap room to bring in some other free agency. So I mean, it's just a lot of craziness, a lot of uh, time-consuming thoughts that I've had. I, I lay awake many nights, and I, I'm sure you guys do as well. But, you know, it's just this season has been, hasn't been the season we, we've hoped for. But, you know, one good thing is that uh, the majority of Broncos fans that I've talked to have – have had reasonable and logical explanations towards, you know, a, a positive outlook on this entire season. You have to find something positive regardless. You have to find the silver lining and everything. And I think that's the most important part of it. So obviously we're not going to be doom and gloom over here 
Locked On Broncos. We're just going to bring it to you. We're going to give you straight fire, uh, and I absolutely appreciate all you guys. So before we get to everything, I want to take the time to tell you guys to go check out Matt Williamson's Locked On NFL. Now, Matt does a great job day in and day out bringing you all the latest news and coverage around the National Football League on the Locked On NFL Network. Very exciting stuff. So go over there and subscribe to him. Check him out. If you love listening to Locked On Broncos, you're going to love listening to Matt Williamson over there at Locked On NFL. And I'll see you on the NBA side of things. Go check out my man Adam Adas over there at Locked On Nuggets. Now, Adam does a great job of, of breaking down the Denver Nuggets, and he's very honest, very objective, and I, I think that's something that most fans appreciate about Adam and, and what he does over there at Denver Stiffs. You know, he covered the Nuggets' gritty loss last night. They, they had a gritty loss. They found themselves down by as many as 19 points. They came back, went into overtime, and then it just fell late to Minnesota. Very good Minnesota team that's currently sitting at the four seat. So, a lot of positives for our Denver Nuggets. If you love Locked On Broncos, go check out Adam Otters over there at Locked On Nuggets. He brings a great perspective and obviously some slam dunk talk, topics that uh, he brings to you on a daily basis over there. Part of the Locked On NBA Network. So, Without further ado, let's jump into our first segment. Now, uh, uh, I'm just going to open up right away and get the mad part, the things that make me irrationally mad part out of the way. So earlier today, I'm scrolling through Instagram, and i got to stop letting things on on social media fire me up as much as they do. Now, obviously, we we all dealt with the Arrowhead Pride blog post comment that they made yesterday about the Denver Broncos and how Kansas City fans should appreciate how bad the Denver Broncos are right now. In in my honest opinion, and I don't like being controversial, but in my honest opinion, that is very very low in terms of in the world of journalism that's very low class very just kind of distasteful and and there were even some Chiefs fans that commented on and said that you know that's pretty low from a blogger or or journalism standpoint it's not very classy so uh, you're either first class or you're no class and that's what I'm going to leave that at but you know I've seen some things out there where you know fans are talking about and I get it fans have a lot of opinions I respect that but it's just all about logic and common sense in, in a lot of these situations and one thing I saw that really just fired me up was somebody really suggesting now it, it all started with a comment where they said well John Elway uh, doesn't do a very good job you know in, in terms of free agency or even picking up undrafted free agents and I'm like that's absolutely ridiculous look who he's brought in undrafted free agent Brandon Marshall undrafted free agent Chris Harris the Broncos have a pillar of guys who are undrafted free agents that are currently playing right now even in the Denver secondary guys that aren't really starters but guys that have rotated Marcus Rios a guy you know a guy like him for example the Broncos have a lot of underrated talent and there's a lot of underrated talent in the National Football League that goes undrafted. So we need to stop looking at that label. If you get, you know, we look at the NFL draft over time, we've had guys drafted number one overall across the National Football League that didn't amount to be anything. So when we really look at things, we have to take into consideration that just because where you get drafted, that doesn't mean that you are that worth. You've got to work hard and you've got to prove that you can be in the National Football League. So the thing that made me mad. This guy said something along the lines of, well, I would trade Von Miller right now for an Andrew Luck. Now, this is, I, I don't I don't believe you trade a guy who single-handedly won you a Super Bowl. You, you invested a number two overall pick back in 2011 to pick him up. I don't think you invest that, what he's done for this Denver Broncos organization. His playoff run in 2015 was unbelievable. And that was one of the best postseasons by a defensive player in the history of the National Football League. That was utterly dominant. Now, 
the fact you want to trade him, that you would trade him straight up right now for a guy in Andrew Luck who he, he may never play in the National Football League ever again. We may never see Andrew Luck play football ever again. That's how bad his injury right now to his shoulder is. That's caused so much question in his career. The Colts don't even know what he's doing. He's not even returning text messages or emails back to the Colts, and he's over there doing some you know stem cells research over there overseas. So I, I don't think that that's a very logical move, and just people just don't think before they tweet and I think you really have to start thinking before you tweet I think that should just be Twitter 101 but you know what I'm not going to waste too much time being mad about that I just say you know what man just think before you tweet that's my best advice but I I just think you don't get rid of a guy like Von Miller I'm sorry 83 and a half sacks in in just about six years it's unheard of that is unbelievable came into the league 11 sacks his first year 18 and a half sacks his second year in the NFL that is a special player and he's getting better and better and he's had one of the best years of his career he's right now he's pro football focuses number one edge defender Von Miller and on the opposite side of him is the number one edge defender in Shaquille Barrett that, that that's just unbelievable that's a good that's a good statistic that I think the Broncos really need to look at is you have two very good edge defenders now you don't not a lot of teams in the NFL don't have that so count your lucky stars that's the most important part of that so you know that that was my biggest vent in terms of that but before we get to our next segment I want to take the time to tell you guys about mybookie.ag. Now, mybookie.ag is the best premier sports book out there. If you love fantasy sports, if you love the concept of betting money and having a chance to double your earnings, cold hard cash, well, mybookie.ag is the place for you to be. Now, get this. Mybookie.ag is offering Locked On Broncos listeners up to a 50% deposit bonus today. When you sign up, you make your first deposit and you use promo code Locked On. This gives you a 50% deposit bonus that mybookie.ag will match you with. No more insider trading over there at other fantasy sites like FanDuel or DraftKings. You don't have to worry about the market over there. Mybookie.ag has a very reputable reputation and they do a very good job of keeping your bets secure. And the best part about it, when I win money, they send me my winnings within 48 hours of the contest ending. So that's another reason why I'm very thankful for mybookie.ag and why they sponsor the Locked On NFL Network. I think it's super important in this day and age, if you're going to bet money on sports, you need to bet your money in a place where you're comfortable and you can trust that they will take care of your bet, your money, and you won't lose out. And I think that's the most important part. So mybookie.ag, use promo code Locked On today to receive up to a 50% deposit bonus today. Tell them Locked On Broncos sent you. So obviously diving into our, our key topic of the day, I think it's super important that we really analyze and we talk about the, the Denver Broncos and what they have coming on in this 2018 free agency period. Now, I'm kind of stressed out a little bit looking at everything. I think the Broncos have some some key guys I think they need to bring back, but there's also a lot of guys that you can offload that are probably going to get offers to go play elsewhere, but we're going to prioritize that. And I think it's important that we look at the unrestricted free agents that are going to be there for the Denver Broncos starting in March. Now, the thing about free agency is that I think it's around March 12th or March 13th where teams can negotiate with free agents, but I don't think anybody can sign a player in the National Football League until the free agency period really kicks off on March 14th. I think that's the official start of the league year, so I think that's important for us to kind of look at. I think with free agency coming up, these are some guys that are on the Denver Broncos, and let me check my notes here. You got some several key guys that are going to be free agents that are 
unrestricted. Now, the first guy is Brock Osweiler. Now, I think Brock Osweiler is a backup quarterback in the National Football League. I think he can be the Denver Broncos' backup quarterback. I still think the Broncos need to obviously bring in a veteran guy through free agency. And if you can't do that, you have to draft a guy in the top six, the top six. The Denver Broncos, uh, I'm hoping finish at sixth or fourth. They have a chance to finish at sixth in the draft order or at best fourth. So I think those are some elements that we really need to analyze. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm I'm hoping the Broncos have a good opportunity to draft a quarterback. From what I'm being told, Baker Mayfield is a guy that is on their radar, is on their board. But John Elway is going to go around and obviously scout these quarterbacks as these bowl games approach. And I think that's something I'm excited about is obviously bowl season. Obviously, we have Clemson versus Alabama and you have Georgia versus Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield versus Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm, remember that name here in a couple years. He's going to be a guy that's going to be an NFL first round draft pick. I guarantee it. Mark my words. I said it here on December 28th at 2.36 p.m. That's what I said. So book it there, Jake Fromm. But Brock Osweiler, I think he's earned the right to be your backup quarterback. Now, obviously, he's not starting this week for the Denver Broncos. It's Paxton Lynch. I, I think that's just a ploy by the coaching staff to this is what we're going to see out of Paxton Lynch. This is his one audition. If not, he's gone. And I think that's truly a case for the Denver Broncos this season. So I think maybe you do sign Brock Osweiler to another minimum for another one-year contract or maybe a two-year contract and he's your backup quarterback. He's a, he's a good backup quarterback. If your starter goes out, you're comfortable knowing Brock Osweiler is coming in and you really can't say that about a lot of NFL quarterbacks right now for their franchises. Now, the other guy who's an unrestricted free agent, Jamal Charles. Now, a lot of controversy regarding Jamal Charles, and I think this is something we really need to talk about. I wouldn't blame Jamal Charles if the Denver Broncos, after the season, if they got rid of C.J. Anderson because of a cap space, him being a cap casualty, and them offering Jamal Charles an extension, I would be surprised if Jamal Charles said no. Now, I think the way that Jamal Charles has been handled as a Denver Bronco has been absolutely unprofessional. I think it's been inhumane to Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles averaged a lot of big big plays. He was the big played back for the Denver Broncos this year. He's the most explosive back. He scored against Buffalo. He had an 18-yard carry against the Chiefs, followed up by a 9-yard carry, which he fumbled on, and then obviously gave up a touchdown for. Hey, Google, stop. Sorry about that. I got interrupted by Google Home, which is crazy. So, obviously, if you listen to Locked On Broncos, check it out. Obviously, on Google Home, you can just say, hey, Google Home, play podcast Locked On Broncos. Hey, Google Home, stop. But obviously, I got to make sure I get this off because it has a mind of its own. It likes talking to me. So I think that's something we have to look forward to going forward. Obviously, anyways, back to the Jamal Charles concept. I think the thing that we really need to look at is that Jamal Charles, he hasn't really been given the opportunity to succeed in Denver. Now, he showed a lot of good flashes in preseason. I think he deserves a chance to be on the Broncos roster next year alongside Devontae Booker and D'Angelo Henderson. If you have that three-back rotation with those three guys, I'm confident. C.J. Anderson is on his way out of the Denver Broncos, in my honest opinion. I feel like... CJ just 54 yards away from 1,000 yards. That's good for him. But overall, CJ Anderson, his biggest issue in the run game is he's so hesitant. He's so hesitant on hitting the first hole. And I think that's the problem. You know, I like his heart, but obviously there's a lot of things about CJ Anderson that rub me the wrong way. I just don't think he's a guy that needs to be the premier back for the Denver Broncos. And I don't think he's going to be. So you got D'Angelo Henderson, a guy you drafted. You have Jamal Charles, Devontae Booker. I think those are the three stable names you need to go with in 2018. So the Broncos got to find a way to extend to Jamal Charles and obviously apologize and 
really you gotta you gotta massage him a little bit there because you know obviously after the comments saying well they might as well release me I'm not getting play you know playing time absolutely if you release him you risk him going back to Kansas City or New England picking him up and that's something you don't want so I hope the Denver Broncos can learn from the mistakes of other franchises around the National Football League a guy who also I think that the Denver Broncos need to re-sign as Corey Nelson. Now, Corey Nelson went on IR after having bicep surgery this year. He's a guy, in my opinion, I think is the best cover inside linebacker for the Denver Broncos. Now, Corey Nelson, he'll be 25 next year. He's a young buck, okay? And I think that's important. He had a lot of valuable game experience in the last couple weeks of the 2016 regular season, and he got some reps this year. Now, he got hurt, and it was very unfortunate for the Broncos, especially as Todd Davis was banged up, and obviously we found out Brandon Marshall's been dealing with a torn rotator cuff for the majority of the season since week four. So I think when we look at the Denver Broncos, you have to obviously sign a couple of these guys. Now, maybe Todd Davis. I think Todd Davis will get some offers from some other NFL franchises. He's been pretty good this year. You know, his biggest knack is his coverage skills on running backs or tight ends. He really can't do that. But Corey Nelson is a guy that can do that. So I think the Broncos got to look at one or if not both of these guys and make a very uh, drastic decision on them. Another guy is Virgil Green. He's a guy that, in my opinion, I think he's he's not going to be in a Broncos uniform next year. Virgil's production more so really, you know, when Owen Daniels retired, the expectation was that Virgil Green was going to be the guy that was going to step up and be the Broncos' big play tight end. Well, we haven't seen too much of that. We've seen flashes of big plays from Broncos tight ends, but nothing that you consistently see that gets you excited. The Denver Broncos haven't had a very good tight end in a long time. I think it was what's I'm trying to think since Owen Daniels, obviously, but even before Owen Daniels, I think it was Tony Scheffler that was the, the Broncos' big play tight end. You haven't had a guy like that, and obviously, I think you had Jacob. Yeah, you had Jacob Tammy. Tony Scheffler and obviously Owen Daniels as the three premier top playmaking tight ends I think the Broncos have had in the last 10 years so I think when I look at it on paper Virgil Green's just not the guy in this Denver Broncos offensive system now there are guys potential guys and Jeff Hireman I think he's got a, a role on this roster long term alongside Jake Butt you know a guy you picked up from Michigan he tore his ACL he was a projected second round pick didn't really get a chance to debut this year even though Broncos fans were super excited and I'm actually kind of glad he didn't have to debut this year and this kind of offensive system because we wouldn't really get a true tell on what Jake Buck can do. Now, next year, depending on who the quarterback is, Jake Buck could flourish in the Denver Broncos offense. We're just going to have to see. That's something I look forward to us playing out. Now, another guy that you're kind of questionable about, Cody Latimer. You know, he's a, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. He's a very good special teams player for the Denver Broncos. He had a breakout game against the Indianapolis Colts. You have to wonder, do the Denver Broncos pick him up again. I think you have to take a chance on it. I think you don't want to gamble letting him go to a team. I think New England would pick him up. I think a team like Pittsburgh would pick him up or or another uh, strong team in the AFC would pick up Cody Latimer in a heartbeat. Buffalo, I think, would pick him up. And I think the thing we have to look at is Cody Latimer brings a lot of value. And I think this is where he deserves to an, another chance on the roster, maybe a one-year or two-year extension. But his ability on special teams as a gunner on punt is really unprecedented. He makes a lot of big plays down there, and he's just been battling through some injuries this year. Now, I think he showcased a little bit of what we wanted to see from Cody Latimer ever since he was drafted out of Indiana with when he had Peyton Manning as his quarterback. We wanted to see Cody Latimer being an explosive threat, and we never quite saw that from him, and we haven't quite seen that from him, but we see flashes of it, and I think the game against Indianapolis is a great indicator of Cody Latimer's potential as a wide receiver 
under the right circumstances, under the right quarterback, coordinator, and offensive scheme. So hopefully Cody Latimer gets another chance. Uh, then you have, obviously, Alan Barber you bring in, obviously, from a trade from Philadelphia. He's going to be 33 years old. He can be used on the line. I think he, he can even, obviously, go to right guard if you move Ron Leary back to left guard, but it all depends on uh, Connor McGovern. I think Connor McGovern's earned the right to, to keep and, and compete for that right guard spot. I just think overall, Alan Barber is another guy that really wasn't utilized. I thought he could have played a lot more in front of Max Garcia, but it just didn't work out that way. Now, Donald Stevenson is a guy that is gone. G-O-N-E and good riddance. Donald Stevenson gives me a headache. Now, I, I don't like saying that about a person. Donald Stevenson, I'm sure, is a phenomenal human being, but when it comes to football, he drives me absolutely insane. So I just don't think he belongs in the National Football League, or let alone as a tackle for the Denver Broncos. The Broncos have enough issues there regardless, so I think you got to move him. He's got to be, he's gone. I think he's as good as gone. And then you have some guys, you know, obviously Billy Turner, Jared Crick, and Billy Wynn as some other guys that are unrestricted free agents. You know, Jared Crick's had a hard time staying healthy this year. I would be surprised if he's back for the Denver Broncos next year. So, I mean, that's realistically the guys who have the opportunity to really sign from, oh, excuse me there, that have the opportunity to sign with the team unrestricted, which makes it harder for the Denver Broncos to retain them. Those are the guys that are gonna may receive some offers from some other teams. Now we move on to the restricted time period of some players. And I think this is going to be the one where you have to obviously offer them different, you know, tenders and being able to match it. Now I think the Broncos have to re-sign Shaquille Barrett. This is my top priority outside of a quarterback and offensive line and maybe a head coach is Shaquille Barrett. You got to pay that man. I think Shaquille Barrett has earned his right to be the Denver Broncos edge defender alongside Von Miller in the long term. And the reason I say that is he's had such a phenomenal year. Even in the times where he wasn't even a starter, when DeMarcus Ware or Von Miller got banged up in 2015, Shaquille Barrett registered five total sacks on the year. He had a heyday against the Cleveland Browns. He got to the quarterback. He got to Tom Brady in the overtime win that they had back in 2015 in the snow game, which saw Brock Osweiler as a starting quarterback. We saw C.J. Anderson's toss touchdown run on Sunday Night Football. Shaquille Barrett had a huge impact in the outcome of that game, and you have to play him, and you have to sign him, and you I think you have to let a guy like Shane Ray go. He hasn't really fulfilled those shoes, and he struggled in stopping the run, which Shaquille Barrett and Von Miller are the two best run stoppers for the Denver Broncos right there. And then obviously another guy you have to bring back in my honest opinion is Matt Paradise, a guy who's earned uh, a lot of respect. He's been graded out as one of the top centers in the National Football League according to Pro Football Focus for a couple years in a row. Matt Paradise you got to bring him back to anchor the middle and hopefully you get a move Ron Lurie to left guard. You get to keep Garrett Bowles at left tackle. You keep Connor McGovern at right guard. If he can play it, I think he can. But then you obviously pick up a right tackle through free agency or the draft in some way. And then a guy I think is really on the fence for me is you got to either let him go. I think it's Benny Fowler. Now, Benny Fowler, he, he snuck in and he had a very good first four weeks of the National Football League year this year with the Denver Broncos. And then he just kind of faltered after that. He, he struggled. And uh, we haven't seen a lot of Benny Fowler ever since. And I think Cody Latimer really emerged and took that number three wide receiver spot from him. And, and so seeing both these guys play, I think, you know, Benny Fowler's got a lot to play for now. You know, when it comes to uh, restricted free agents, the Denver Broncos have a better chance to retain these guys based on what other teams choose to offer them. And they have the right to obviously match or refuse and whatever they do or receive different kind of compensations. I think the Denver Broncos got to keep Shaquille Barrett. You got to pay the man. You got to figure it out. Now, 
The other interesting piece, and I'm, I'm getting these notes here from the Denver Post. I think it, it makes a very valid point when we, in terms of just clearing things up. But there are some other guys in this Denver Broncos roster that are under the exclusive rights tag. Now, what happens here is they, you know, they're really offered a different kind of salary than most teams. They've been on an NFL team for about two two years, and any team can really kind of make a very good uh, offer for them. Now, these guys are not allowed to negotiate with any other NFL team. So, if there's no tenders made by the Broncos at all, these you know these players essentially become free agents. Now, here is a list of guys. I'm going to tell you which guys I think are going to receive a tender from the Denver Broncos, and they'll be back next year. And these are the guys that won't be back. I think Jordan Taylor is a guy that will be back for the Denver Broncos next year. Zaire Anderson, he's kind of on the fence. I think he's been very you know helpful in terms of depth at inside linebacker. He's another guy that's very good in the run. Obviously, long snapper Casey Creator. I think he's had a very good season. I think he's a guy you have to consider bringing back. And Obviously, Shelby Harris has had a phenomenal year. He has to be back. These are the four guys that I think are going to receive the ERFA tender match by the Denver Broncos. The other guys that I see that are going to be gone is Kyle Pecco, Elijah Wilkinson, Gerald Garcia-Williams, at inside linebacker, and obviously Joe Jones. Some guys we haven't heard a lot of names of, maybe some practice squad guys for the Denver Broncos. But overall, those are the guys you really have to keep an eye on in, in terms of who's staying and who's potentially leaving. Now, obviously, there's some different targets out there that you may have to target in free agency. Some guys could be cap casualties. I mentioned C.J. Anderson being one of them. Another one that people are talking talking about could be Darian Stewart or it could be Aqib Tlaib. Now, Aqib Tlaib has made it known he wants to stay in Denver, and I obviously want to keep Aqib in Denver because he does what he does, man. And, and I tell you what, he brings swagger on the field for that defense. He's that guy that is the unspoken leader on defense. He's intense, and he plays unbelievably sound football. Now, he's controversial, but guess what? This is the National Football League. Which players aren't controversial in some way, shape, or form? Aqib Tlaib literally is the swagger of that entire defense. He's that edge. He's that that road dog. He's that dog mentality guy that you want to be fighting with. You rather have him on your team than against you, in my honest opinion. And so I think you got to find a way to keep a keep around. You have a Bradley Roby, Chris Harris Jr. But obviously, these younger guys are taking in over at safety. Obviously, their first move was getting rid of TJ Ward. Justin Simmons took his spot, and now Will Parks is playing well. You can see Justin Simmons and Will Parks being the starting safeties for the Broncos next year. Some guys have got some valuable experience. Those are some key, uh, obviously, situations we want to take a look at going forward. So I think it's just kind of important to know which Denver Broncos could be out the door, which guys are going to be staying. Obviously, Emmanuel Sanders could be the surprise guy, in my opinion, that the Broncos uh, let go just to save some cap space and obviously maybe try to get a guy like Paul Richardson from Seattle to the Denver Broncos. He's a potential option for him so there's just a lot of different things and obviously don't forget you obviously get Carlos Henderson back next season as well obviously recovering from that hand surgery that he had I think that's something we really need to monitor he's definitely an explosive guy that really excited me uh, in the National Football League and I wish we could have seen him this year but we haven't so the Broncos have some options returning offensively next year some weapons Jake Butt Jeff Hireman uh, Carlos Henderson Demarius Thomas you just have some different options and I think a lot of it you know 
know, really determines on the offensive line and obviously who you have at quarterback. When you have a good quarterback getting the ball to you, you have the opportunity to be very successful. So that's just how I feel about all that. Obviously, tomorrow, Fan Friday is back here at Locked On Broncos. My man, Stephen Chris, formerly a rider over there at Predominantly Orange, he's going to join me to talk about his frustrations of the Denver Broncos 2017 season. He's got a very good outlook. He's a very funny outlook as well. So I look forward to having Stephen here on Locked On Broncos here tomorrow. But once again, I want to thank you guys for obviously tuning in to Locked On Broncos once again. Tonight's show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Broncos at Cody Rourke NFL. I look forward to engaging with all of you guys as we always do daily. And don't forget to join my Locked On Broncos draft. Now, I sent out the link on the Locked On Broncos Twitter feed. It should be there. We need one more spot, and it's going to fill up for Sunday's late afternoon game contest where you get a draft, a quarterback, two wide receivers or tight end type players and two running backs and you have the opportunity to play against me and other members of Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NFL. We're all here. So once again, this is your host Cody Rourke saying good night and go Broncos.